Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sidious Mag Podcast. I'm Chris Chavez, and this is my show where I chat with some of the biggest names on the track, on the roads, within the coaching ranks, and across the running industry. Our guests sit down and open up in-depth to share their experiences, brilliant insights, and vivid snapshots from their professional and personal accomplishments within the sport. The presenting sponsor of the Sidious Mag Podcast is Olipop. We've been pounding Olipop for months now, and our gut health has never been better. We all know the trepidation that runners have had for years about drinking soda. Olipop calls itself a new kind of soda. It's a delicious and healthy alternative whether you're a runner, a fitness enthusiast, or just someone who wants to make better choices. Olipop is the perfect drink for you. Olipop is a low-sugar, low-calorie beverage that is packed with prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fibers that nourish your microbiome and supports digestive health. It comes in a variety of tasty flavors like vintage cola, strawberry vanilla, lemon lime, banana cream. My favorite flavor is Tropical Punch. Sidious Mag podcast listeners get 25% off non-subscription orders while using code Sidious25 at checkout on drinkolipop.com. You can also find Olipop at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Target, Walmart, Publix, and other retailers. So the next time that you're looking for a refreshing and healthy drink after that long run or hard workout, reach for an Olipop. You won't be disappointed. Drinkolipop.com, code Sidious25. My guest for today's episode is NC State's Caitlin Tui, who has decided to forego the remainder of her NCAA eligibility to turn professional and has signed a contract with Adidas. She tells all of this to Sidious Mag in an exclusive interview before her announcement came out on Wednesday afternoon. Ahead of the Olympic year, Tui plans to remain under the guidance of NC State coach Lori Hennis, and she may split some time between Raleigh, North Carolina, and a possible training stint in Flagstaff, Arizona to train at altitude for the first time in her career. Last month, Tui wrapped up one of the most decorated NCAA careers by a distance runner. She's won four individual NCAA titles. She's won three NCAA cross-country team titles. She holds three NCAA records. She's an 11-time All-American and a five-time SEC champion. Despite her long list of credentials, Tui is only 21 years old, and last year she became one of the first collegiate cross-country runners to sign an NIL deal, which was also with Adidas, and has amassed a sizable fandom that includes over 100,000 followers on Instagram. At the most recent U.S. championships, she finished 7th in the 5,000 meters and was the top collegiate in the event. If Tui achieves the Olympic qualifying standard of 14.52 and then finishes top three at the upcoming U.S. Olympic track and field trials in June, she will become the youngest woman to make the U.S. Olympic team in the 5,000 meters. In this episode, we talk all about the decision to turn pro, what she's looking forward to the most, she reflects on her Wolfpack career and opens up a bit about what it's been like being in the spotlight from a high schooler to now. So without further ado, here is Caitlin Tui. All right, and now from like the nicest studio that any guest of the Sidious Mag podcast has ever joined, I've got Caitlin Tui, who is... I see. I don't even know if I'm, these numbers are correct because at some point you lose track. It's like I've got 11-time All-American, NCAA champ, uh, individually indoors in both the 3K, the 5K, outdoors in the 5K, NCAA record holder. Like you've probably lost track of like all of these uh, results, Caitlin. But it's an honor to chat with you. You've got some news. Let the people watching and listening get it directly from you. What's the big news? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, 
but yeah, I guess it is some pretty big news. Um, I decided to forego my eligibility and turn pro. Um, so I'll be running for Adidas. Oh, wrong side. I'll be running for uh, Adidas. And yeah, I'm really excited. So what went into this decision and what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, a lot went into it. Um, yeah, I kind of started, the conversation started last year um, in the spring and it was kind of like up in the air, like, should I do cross? Should I not? And then like, I was like, I have to do cross. Like I, I have to, I love it too much. Um, so yeah, like I knew all season, this was going to be my last season. So um, yeah, it's been like a roller coaster, but I guess my time has come. Um, Coach Hennis was like, I think it's time. <laughs> so yeah, I decided to to go pro. I read from, you know, an article earlier in the season that I think Let's Run did about just this team and how special it was that it was you kind of going to Coach Hennis and being like, I'm not done with these girls. What made this season so important for you to return and ultimately I mean, for that to be your last race in an NC State uniform is really special. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, if you ask any professional who's run, like, collegiately, they're like, there's nothing like collegiate cross country. And it really is true. Just, like, the team bond and, like, yeah, it's just every day, like, day in, day out, just so much fun, like, at practice and meets and the travel trips, like, yeah, I just definitely wanted one more season just for like the memories and like the journey. And yeah, I don't regret it at all. Um, it was a great season. I love the t the girls on the team and we had a great time. And obviously we got the the, th the three-peat, so um, it went out on a good note. You know, you've been in the running spotlight for so long. Has becoming a professional runner always been like a dream? Like it for a while, it was something you were really good at, open new doors for you to go to, to college and be able to do this at a high level. But even when you were running those high school races at the Armory and seeing the professionals, did you think someday that would be you? Yeah, it's been a dream of mine for like 10 years now, like ever since I started running. So it is cool to see like one of your dreams come true. Um, yeah, it was definitely a goal of mine. I do remember like specifically one like, meeting we were having high, in high school and my coach was just like um saying how he's never coached a professional runner and then he kind of just like turned to me and he was like yet um so that was like the first time I was like okay like like someone believes that like I can make it happen um and yeah so it's been really cool over the past few years kind of like chasing this dream and now it's finally coming true let's get into a couple specifics that some people may be wondering where will you be training? Are you sticking with Coach Hennis? What's the setup as of right now? Yeah, so as of right now, I mean, we're still trying to figure a lot of things out, but I'll be staying um, with Coach Hennis. She'll be coaching me. Um, the plan's to go to, like, Flagstaff for some altitude stints to test it out. I've never done it before. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I've never done altitude, but I think it would be great. I'll I'll go out there and stay with Ellie and Hannah probably. So it'd be cool to stay with them. They'll show me the ropes, take me under their wing. And yeah, the plan is to stay here. Um, it's working. So if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I'm really comfortable here and I'm really excited.
we heard, I guess, at the NCAA press conference, you're the businesswoman of <laughs> the team. You're finishing up this business degree. Where are you at with schooling? I guess it's, it's almost over, right? Yeah, I have my last exam next week. Um, and then that'll be it. I'll be graduating and I'll be an official businesswoman. <laughs> You'll be able to help Ray Flynn out with any sort of little hiccups or whatever there might be along the way when it comes to appearance fees, meet entries, whatever it might be. You've got the degree for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have the credentials. <laughs> um, so now does it feel a little weird that instead of having to focus on running so many of these regular season races and then, you know, it's on to like ACC conference championships and then you know, for cross, there was regionals, outdoors, there's regionals, and then NCAA championships, you get to choose like what races you can do and you want to participate in. And for you, I guess a lot of this vision is towards like the Olympic trials and hopefully the Olympics. So, you know, as you take this step to becoming a professional, do you see yourself as the type that is more selective with, you know, the races, you'll see me a couple times, but when you do, they'll be great. Or do you get a lot out of racing a bunch? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I do think doing like a lot of races where like, I'll be like doing like a lot of 1500s is like really good for me to like work on speed and like, um, just like tactically. But yeah, I do think I'd like to be like pretty selective because in college you do have to race a lot and it can be a lot with all the travel and school. So I'm really excited to kind of just like set a goal and like actually be able to like really buy in and like train and not have to worry about a bunch of like outside like stress kind of weighing me down. Do you see yourself, I guess, like in this first professional season, focusing more on like, I mean, the 5k seems to be like your baby right now, but you do dip into the 1500. Like where are you at with these events in terms of which one you like the best and, and where you want to put most of, you know, your chips towards? Yeah, I think, I like to focus on like the 5k. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely run a few 1500s to kind of help me out with my kick and like strategy, um, which is always fun. It's kind of cool to be in the mix with like different types of races. It's exciting. So yeah, but I think I'll definitely focus on the 5k for outdoor. So the last time I guess a lot of people saw you compete was obviously at the NCAA cross-country championships but they didn't get to hear a whole lot from you because yeah. you got sick the day before and it kind of seeped into and affected you on race day so now first off how are you feeling I'm feeling a lot better yeah <laughs> so but I guess people may have been wondering why you weren't at BU this past weekend in the 3k or 5k I'm guessing it lingered for a little bit and you just didn't feel race sharp so now that we kind of do turn towards indoor season, I guess, let's, you know, with, it, with whatever you're most comfortable sharing, let's dive into those days in Charlottesville. We saw you at the press conference. It was great. And Coach Hennis was saying, you know, some awesome things about your fitness all throughout the season. And then you get sick that night. Like what happened? Um. Yeah. So I started feeling pretty sick the day we left. So I guess Thursday. And yeah, people on the team have been getting sick here and there. And that's why like a lot of people didn't run in Boston or didn't. And some of the girls who did race um, were just coming off being sick. So I don't think they felt too great there. But 
Um, yeah, so we did have some stuff going around. And then, yeah, so I was kind of just trying to convince myself like everything was okay. And yeah, I think when I started the race, I was like, okay, quickly reassessing, making a plan B, like we're not trying to win anymore. Like we're just trying to do like as best as we could um, score the least amount of points as possible. Um, Cause like I said in the press conference, like the team goal was definitely the priority. So I was like, okay, I'm not making a chase cause I will absolutely like die right now, probably lose like 30 places. So yeah, I definitely had to reassess my plan right away. Um, and yeah, obviously like I'm pretty disappointed with my performance. I feel like I let the team down like a little bit, but I guess it really didn't matter at the end of the day because we still won in sort of a dramatic fashion. So it really was like almost like a movie, honestly. It's still like surreal to me that we were able to pull that off like without Kelsey and, you know, Maris hadn't finished a race yet at that point. Leah and Grace was their first time running at a national championship. And yeah, they were both champs I did because I know they were hurting really bad. Everyone was honestly. So it was really dramatic, but it's really cool. Like, thinking back at it that we were able to pull it off it really was something like that a movie could be made out of and <laughs> I don't want to like assume but in those kind of closing stages you know there was a point where you were 11th and then you moved up to sixth, and ultimately crossed the finish line in fifth like was there something in that you heard from the crowd that told you like where you were in terms of just like place and positioning how many spots you needed to get back or like you rallied in those closing stages or was it just instinct of like, all right, like this is it. No. Yeah. Around like 4k, I had like 20 different people telling me we were winning and in the lead. And I was like, this is the best, but worst news I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome, but this really sucks. I still have like seven minutes of running left and I'm like in the pain cave. So then I came around to 5k and Hennis was there like going crazy and she never does that. She's really composed most of the time. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> I was like, this is, I know it's really close. Like I need to rally here. So yeah, I don't really remember much of what happened that last K, but I remember I like got to the, the bottom of the hill right before the finish. And I was just like, okay, I know I have like 50 people within like probably 10 seconds behind me right now. I was like, I need to be at the front of this bubble because like every point counts. So yeah, that's what was going through my head and then finished. And yeah, I found out we won and I was just like, so like overwhelmed. It was awesome. It's very obvious that one of your favorite parts about being at NC State was the team and competing with the other women around you. How much do you think that in your time at NC State, that has been a big part of just the success that you've had that you feed off of them in practice, or you see, you know, what some other runners like Ellie have gone on to do as professionals for you, I guess, like how much, how big of a component was the team at NC state? Oh, it's definitely a huge component for me. Like I love training with my teammates and we just have like a ton of fun. And I think that's why like we've been so successful is just because we have a great time with each other and yeah it definitely like brings out the best in us um so yeah it's been awesome and it's really cool seeing like our alumni go on and like achieve great things like Ellie and Hannah and um like Allie just had like a half marathon in Raleigh on 
was it Friday or Saturday and we like all went and watched and it's just really cool to see like everyone still be like connected and there's just like so many alumni that like all the coaches know like we go to a meet and it it kind of feels like that Hennis and Geiger like celebrities because everyone's coming up to them and they're like oh like they ran for us like at this period of time and it's, it's just really cool to see. Do you think it'll take a little adjusting now that you kind of like have to be all right well it's just about me going to these meets but you've also kind of been exposed to that you know going to Dr. Sander and it's mm-hmm. just about you and in that 3k or at Milrose game so like you've had a little bit of a taste of the pro life. Yeah a little bit it'll definitely be different I know like when I went to Dr. Sander and Milrose last year I really missed the team so um it'll definitely be an adjustment but I'm really excited because I've made like a few friends like going to different pro meets and stuff and like it'll be cool like connecting with them again and um yeah like hopefully Hannah Ellie and I will do similar meets so we can go together and warm up together and stuff if we go back a couple years to when you were in high school like what drew you to NC State in the first place yeah it's kind of an interesting story so Kelsey and I used to race each other in high school a lot, um, both being from New York. And I really like admired how good of a teammate she was. Like she just seemed like a great leader. And then, so she committed to NC state. She's a year older. And I was talking to her coach at our state meet and she was like, you should look at NC state. And like, at that point it wasn't on my radar. And then like immediately it was. So, um, yeah, I connected with coach Hennis and for a while I thought she was like she stopped recruiting me because like she wasn't calling me like as often as other college coaches. But then like I came to find out it was because she wanted me to like, like the school for what it was, not because she was trying to like, um, like lure me in with like some spiel about like why NC state's the best and stuff. So yeah, I took my visit and Kelsey was my host and I just like felt like the team was really close and like the camaraderie they all had. So yeah, it was a perfect fit for me. That's awesome. So oh, another thing that people might be curious about is just like how you've handled being in the spotlight for so long. I'm thinking NXN titles, like you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated while in high school, Gatorade Player of the Year awards. There's YouTube channels dedicated to you, Instagram fan pages, constant, you know, chatter on message boards or whatever, like and part of it is like, yeah, you know, I'm appreciative of like all the support and it's nice to have fans. And then there's another side where it's like, that's a lot of noise. Has it ever been too much? And how have you managed it? Yeah, high school was was quite a bit. I think my parents and I are still like a little scarred from kind of like the attention I got because um, it kind of just happened really fast and I was so young and it was kind of like the start of like, I guess, like running social media and stuff. And it kind of felt like I was in the spotlight a lot. Um, so yeah, it was really hard. Honestly, COVID was really good for me because I could just like take a step back and breathe. Um, and then like coming here was great because um, I felt kind of like, like I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. Like I was kind of like sheltered with my circle with the team. And yeah, so being here kind of alleviated a lot of that pressure. But there was a hot moment there where it was like really hard in high school. Do you have any sort of advice out there for like, I think of these kids who are signing like NIL deals in high school right now. And like some of them, obviously like 
they thrive off it. They want the YouTube subscribers, the Instagram likes, and and that's nice. But then there's, you know, others might not know like what's coming, just being under every little race, being under the microscope. So what would you say to kind of like those kids who are coming up who want to be track stars and eventually pursue this professionally? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would say just like lean on your people and your circle. I think that's what helped me the most was just like talking to like my parents or my friends, um, just like whenever it got like too stressful or just like backing off a little bit. Um, but yeah, it is crazy nowadays with like the high school NIL and the YouTube channels and everything. It It's really cool to see actually, but yeah, I, I think it could like put people under a microscope and add a lot of pressure. So it's definitely something you have to balance. You've talked before about how like Coach Hennis's approach is not just about like getting the best out of you as an athlete, but also caring for you as a person. How has she been in that corner when it's like, all right, like not about the workout or anything like that. It's more about like that, you know, friend to friend conversation. Yeah, I think that's something that's been really great for me. Like whenever we have like one on ones, like the girls and I joke about it, but it is really true. Like you sit down, she's like, so how are you doing? And she's like, forget about the running and like actually like cares about like school. And she's like always asking me about like my family and stuff like that. So it is really refreshing having like someone care for you as more than like an athlete. Like, I guess, what are some of the benefits that some people may see from like having, there there aren't that many like female head coaches in the space. And it's not like there's a hard stance of like, I only work well because my coach is a female, but what are some of the attributes you think that Lori brings that are like understand, like understanding to you that maybe won't, wouldn't translate if it was a guy coaching you? Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot more perspective that you can like get from each other with Coach Hennis being um, a professional athlete herself and ran at NC State and um, obviously her daughter Ellie is a professional runner. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of unique perspectives that she gives and like you can kind of have like those conversations that maybe would be like uncomfortable to have if your coach was like a male but yeah it's really cool to see that a lot of the best programs in the NCAA right now are coached by females it's yeah it's really awesome and it feels like our program is kind of you know I guess like in the forefront of it so it's really cool to see so this past year you had an incredible spring and summer you know, you had that indoor mile and the 3K record. You won the 3K, 5K indoors. You went on to run 1503 and beat a bunch of pros when we saw you in LA. And I'm sure like that's when really the interest from like the brands and the companies started to really tick up. You passed. And I think it was really interesting just hearing from you at all of these races throughout the spring because of how you picked up on different things from these races. Like there's something about, I think, finishing 13th at USA's in 2022 that really bugged you. And you also learned from it though, that you're like, okay, in order to make this team, I need to be able to close really hard, or I need to be able to stick in, you know, stick my nose into it like right away. How much of a student of a sport do you think like you really kind of developed into at NC state? Because, you know, it's not just sort of like, all right, that was the time on the clock and the result. Like you do seem to like, take different things and then try and apply them each time around. And we saw the improvement this time around because then it was seventh. And so you're working your way up there. 
Yeah, I think my time here has been very like formative for me because in high school, I would just like go to the front and try to like hammer and that's how I would race. And then like coming to school, um, it was something we really tried to work on just like for like a long term approach, because when you get to like USA's or like hopefully eventually making like world teams or Olympic teams, like you need to have different like tools in your toolbox as like coach Geiger always says. So like, you know, sometimes a prelim will go out really slow and you need to kick or someone will make like a surge in the middle. So I, I think it's been really good for me to try to like race with different tactics to like learn what works for me and to give myself confidence for like during these big meets of like different things happen. I know how to respond well. This past weekend, like at BU, it was Graham Blanks who like afterwards they asked him sort of like, oh, all your classmates are probably like applying to internships for next summer. And he's like, no, no internships next summer. Like I'm in it to make this Olympic team. Are you sort of also framed in that mindset already kind of thinking about next year, but at the same time, having a longer term vision where, yeah, it'd be nice to make an Olympic team next summer, but knowing how your progression has been going like 28 could also be like a really good shot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely have set like some long-term girl goals that I kind of keep in the back of my head and um, some obviously like shorter term ones, like this year being an Olympic year, like wanting to do well at the trials. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to set like those long-term goals. So you're not like super hyper-focused on what's like happening, like right now in the present time. Cause like if something pops up, like an injury or something, it's like, okay, like I have plans to run well in like 2028. Like I can't do anything stupid now that's going to affect that. So yeah, trying to balance both, I think has been good for me. You haven't done the Europe circuit yet, right? No, I've actually, I've never left the country before. Ever? No. And uh, it was funny because at USA's last year, like I knew I wasn't going to make the team, but I like, we were in Oregon and Hennis was like, you have your passport, right? And I was like, no, like, why would I have my passport? And she was like, you know that you need one. To, yeah, she's like, you need it for like the clearance stuff. And I was like, well, hopefully we don't have, well, hopefully we do have to worry about that. That would be a good thing to worry about. But I was like, I don't think we have to worry about that. Did you finally get a passport? Oh yeah, I have one. I just didn't bring it with me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, now, you know, like, let's get that pass. Uh, let's get a couple stamps on that passport next summer for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, Caitlin, final thing before we let you go is we have to get Olipop flavor rankings as yes. you're an NIL athlete for Olipop. And we hope that this relationship continues on as you're a pro and they're going to continue sponsoring Sidious Mag throughout 2024. So that's good news. Yeah. Let's go f- four to one. Your favorite Olipop flavor. We'll go one at a time because I've got my list of four and then you can go. So what is your fourth favorite flavor of Olipop? Oh, wait, let me think real quick. I have my my one. For oh, sure. I think everyone knows your one because you said it. No, it's changed. It's changed. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So people might be disappointed with me. All right. Um, I'll start. I'll, I'll lead it off while you think. Yeah, you lead it off. All right. So four, I'm going orange squeeze. Um, okay. Because it's like, it reminds me of Fanta. Not, and I had, I remember the flavor of that. Uh-huh. And I think Diljeet Taylor that's her favorite flavor. So can never go wrong with uh, her choice. So I've got orange squeeze at four. Okay. I think I'm going to go lemon lime at four. Okay. And why is that? All right. See, I've got, I've got like a bunch of them here. 
Lemon um, lime. Oh yeah, lemon lime okay. solid. It's newer. It's not the newest. I think ginger ale just came out. That one's pretty good. But yeah, I'm gonna put lemon lime at four. Like I'll I'll never say no to it. But if I'm at like Whole Foods, it's not necessarily my first choice. I've got lemon lime at two, just because it it has like that that sprite taste and it's just yeah i don't know fresh compared to like the other ones um all right who do you have at three three cherry vanilla oh that didn't it's make my top cherry five. pie okay yeah i've got i've got vintage cola at three um i saw an article that ranked it 12th and i was like okay this is totally wrong yeah that's, but that's just wrong it's just a little bit of caffeine that you need yeah and the flavor's great so for me, I've got that one at three. I'm putting I'm putting vintage cola at two now. Okay. It was my favorite. It's a close one. It was I think it's my favorite because it was the first one I ever tried, and that's when I fell in love with Olipop. So it's number two. All right, big reveal. What's number one? Caitlin Tui's favorite Olipop flavor. The ginger lemon. That one's okay. my favorite by far. I think I told you that the other day. But and why is that? I don't know. My my friend Nadia was like, have you ever tried this one? And I was like, no, because I usually don't like ginger. And then I tried it and I was like, wow, this is really good. So I whenever I go to Whole Foods or Target, I always grab one. And like, this isn't just like a a sponsorship thing. Like, this is actually true. <laughs> well, they'll keep sponsoring you and you'll see. You know, the funniest thing is, is that like we have that promo code and most people just get it at whole foods and they think that we get a percent disc like uh, a yeah. cut of like every olipop flavor i was like no that doesn't you have to order it online using sidious 20 we need a caitlin code as well you have one don't you no i don't have one oh so, all I right try to get one though definitely all right caitlin well there's tons more deals in your future now that you're a professional athlete congratulations on turning pro and i'm sure we'll see you uh, this indoor season, um, hopefully Milrose games, you seem to have, or any race at the Armory is always a special one when you hit the track there. Yeah, for sure. I like having the, the home field advantage. Thank you all for listening to this episode. This episode was produced by Jasmine Fair. I love doing this for you guys, so please do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify that helps us grow the show and get even more awesome guests. Let me know what you're enjoying about the show. Make sure you're subscribed or following on your favorite podcast players. Please share this episode with your friends if you think that they'll get any value or inspiration out of it. Let's build this thing together. Visit SidiousMag.com for a lot more. We've got a brand new website with tons more articles, videos, and podcasts. As always, I love track and field. I'm Chris Chavez. See you next time.